Welcome back to the Made by Google podcast. I'm your host, Rashid Finch, and today we're talking about big changes in Android. That's right, Android has been getting ever more popular on large screen devices. And that trend will continue thanks to the launch of Pixel Fold and the Pixel Tablet. But what does it take to make Android work on foldables and tablets? That's what we're talking about today. But before we dive in, let me just check in with you and make sure you're already a subscriber to the Made by Google podcast, because that way you'll keep track of when we have new episodes out and you'll be able to find all our previous episodes. For example, about the latest hardware announcements that we did at Google I.O. So definitely take a minute to subscribe. But now, without further ado, let me introduce you to our guests today. Please welcome two product managers from the Android team, Alan Wong and Andreas Venakis. Alan, Andrea, thank you for joining. And as ever, let's start off with your exact role at Google and how you ended up here. Sure. Um, yeah, so my name is Andrew Zanakis. I'm the product lead for Android foldables and large screen surfaces. Um, I'm actually based out of London. I've previously worked at Google in both the Bay Area as well as in New York. I've worked on a variety of products, including YouTube, Google+, Docs, and ARVR. Um, and now I work on the Android platform team, building functional and beautiful system UI surfaces for all of our large screen devices at Android. Amazing. And we'll get into that in a bit. But we have Alan here as well. Alan, how did you end up at Google? And uh, what's your current role? Yeah, so my name is Alan. Um, I'm a director of product for Android large screens and system UI. How did we end up at Google? I think actually both Andre and I were, came through the Associate Product Manager program. Um, which is this amazing program for sort of training up people coming out of college or sort of recent in their careers uh, into product, um, just because it's kind of an unusual role. Um, I've been on Android for nine years now. I started work here on the ultimate large screen Android TVs, um, and I'm coming up on my 13th anniversary here at Google. So worked on a ton of projects, worked on ads, worked on Chrome, um, and been focused on different parts of Android for, for a few years now. Amazing. Seen it all. That's great, Alan. Now, to get us started, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the two kind of devices we're focusing on today. Um, yeah, so we have two new, exciting new additions to the Pixel lineup, the Pixel Fold and the Pixel Tablet. These are sort of the culmination of a lot of work that we on the Android side have been putting into really making large screens uh, just a thing again. So with the Fold, we leaned into a form factor that gives people the best of the phone and the tablet. You've got a very usable outer screen when it's folded um, in a familiar phone aspect ratio. And then when you unfold, you have a small tablet that's great for media consumption, multitasking. With the Pixel tablet, you've got everything you love about Pixel, but we know that you know tablets are, are becoming more and more of a thing. We've had that insight that a lot of people end up with tablets kind of in their drawers. When they want it, it's not charged, and so they've got to charge it. And so we've been really focusing on this dock experience and building a tablet that's great on the go as well as when it's back in the charging dock. Both of these products share the experience of Android, sort of our overall operating system and our amazing app ecosystem optimized for that larger screen. Today's guests are legends on the Android team. Andreas Minakis lived in Indonesia and Thailand before eventually getting degrees at Berkeley and Stanford. She then came to Google now over 10 years ago as an intern on the Google Docs team. She's been working on getting Android on large screens since 2021. Alan Wang came to Google almost 13 years ago. That's when toolbars in browsers were still a thing, remember those? 
Alan worked on them before moving on to ads and eventually Android. Alan too went to Stanford, holding a degree in electrical engineering. Today, Alan works on Android for tablets and foldables, but is also part of the Google Phone Launcher team. It's fair to say that both Alan and Andrea are making it big. So I guess at some point, someone within Google decides, you know what, we're going to create a tablet. And they, they think out the hardware and they think of this beautiful idea of putting uh, the screen on the dock, getting it off. And then I guess, uh, Andrea, Ellen, it's up to you to, to come up with the proper software and making that a, a great experience on those larger devices. So why is a larger form factor so important? I think, you know, Google can't take all the credit. Like we have amazing partners that have been shipping great Android tablets. And I think shipping a Pixel tablet is really about us leaning into that experience um, and really showcasing the best of Google uh, on the device. I think for a long time, tablets were sort of an afterthought to mobile, if we're being honest, like stretching mobile out. But people are buying into these device ecosystems, right? Not only are they buying a phone, they're buying into amazing watches, tablets, earbuds, um, or even their TVs and cars. And so having that complete experience, having a Pixel tablet, uh, a Pixel Fold device, really rounds that out. So research is showing foldables as of the fastest growing mobile category. It's driving a lot of new excitement and freshness after many, many generations of mobile phones. And when you're at the airport in the lounge, you're seeing people working on tablets more often. They're valuing the flexibility of these devices. They're easy to carry around, but they're also powerhouses. Um, Android 12L, in 2020, which we launched last year in 2022, was sort of the first step of our recommitment here, showing our momentum, showing our app developers and our device partners um, how important this type of device could become. Uh, 12L had refreshed surfaces. It introduced the taskbar. It had an app compatibility mode uh, to ensure good experiences on the larger screen. Uh, with Android 13, you're, sort of, you're seeing sort of a step function leap on this in large screens, just, uh, both on the operating system and on the apps. And one anecdote, I'm so excited to give my dad both of these devices. He always has his size on a Pixel phone set to the humongous, um, and you really only get a few words across the smaller screens. And so this is going to be pretty awesome for him. That indeed is going to be great. Now, Andrea, turning to you, so... Where do you start sort of designing an OS for these kind of devices with a brand new and, and larger canvas, literally? Yeah, definitely. As as we were going through the design process, we developed a few uh, really key principles that really guided us in the OS design for both the Fold and the Pixel tablet, but also for, for just large screen devices across the entire Android ecosystem. Um, so the first step was really building around the large screen and not making everything stretch and, and be bigger. Mm -hmm. um, so we really made conscious choices around each of the OS surfaces. For example, um, having two panes on notifications and quick settings and really extending your home screen when you open up the foldable device, just so that this is like a really great experience when you open up this device. Um, we've also invested in more widgets built with Material U to really take advantage of the screen and be beautiful and, and just really let that launcher experience shine. And also, since people want to do more on these devices, we've really focused on making multitasking easier. And so we've built out the taskbar so that users really get easy access to apps to open up in split screen. Um, we launched the first version of this taskbar in Android 12L. Um, and during our internal testing, we, we've also done more refinements in preparation for, for these latest launches. So we discovered um, from internal testing that having a permanent app taskbar sitting on your screen ended up taking space away from being able to use your current apps. So while the taskbar was useful during the times when you wanted to split your screen and run two different apps at once, 
the interaction to hide and show it felt very cumbersome. So users often left it hidden. Um, so the team really sprinted to make it more of a floating transient taskbar. That's just a quick swipe away when you need it, but out of view when you don't. That's a really smart way of doing it, I guess. So I guess foldables and tablets are very different. So Andrea, from, from your perspective, what are the differences and what are some of the unique aspects you have to think through uh, supporting both of these devices with Android? Yeah, definitely. So for the foldables, our priorities are really around the unfolding experience, just because it's such a unique device. Um, So you really want continuity when unfolding and surfacing more content for users when unfolding. You don't want to lose your place in the app that you're in when you're moving from a, a smaller outer screen to a bigger inner screen. And really, like latency is also super key here, like every millisecond really matters. And it feels extra long when you're waiting for your video to expand. Um, when you're moving between screens. So we, re- we really spent a lot of time optimizing Android to switch screens really fast. And for foldables, I mean, foldables is such a unique form factor, wh- which kind of enables new postures and u- new use cases uh, for this type of device. And so we really want to leverage the unique postures of the foldable. Um, so tabletop mode, for example, is when the device is propped open like a laptop. Mm-hmm. And that really allows for hands-free content consumption without needing an extra stand, which is really awesome. And to make the tabletop experience uh, really useful, we worked with video apps like YouTube to optimize their controls so that they were in the lower half of the screen. Because when the controls are in the upper half of the screen, trying to skip around in tabletop mode might tip the phone over. And it's just like really hard to access. Um, So it's a really great uh, use case for being able to watch sports or, or TV on the go with friends, like when you're sitting at a restaurant or, or, you know, in transit on a long trip together. We've also heard from internal testers that they really wanted to use the device propped up like a tent as well, just so that they could mm-hmm. also uh, watch shows and movies hands-free on the outer screen and just leverage a, you know, a, a new type of posture. So that led us to build out uh, tent mode. So basically the outer screen stays on when unfolding until you reach the 90 degree mark to support these tent mode use cases. And after you unfold past 90 degrees, the inner screen turns on and it transitions. Um, so that that was really interesting. Right. So so tent mode was something you weren't originally working on, but is after internal testing that you were like, oh, maybe we should spend some time on this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just users just desired, you know, being able to leverage uh, a new type of posture. They liked that it allowed you to to focus just on the content of the the media that you were consuming rather than having this to see any any UI in the lower half of the screen. So they appreciated using using different types of postures and different types of use cases. So that that was really Um, an interesting finding that came out of internal testing. Cool. It's awesome to see how seamless the screen orientations and folding really are here. And another important element, of course, of the large form factor you mentioned was layout. So how do you help developers design their apps to be more helpful on bigger screens to prevent that, you know, as as both of you mentioned, that it's just, you know, spreading out over the screen? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Great question. I mean, obviously, you know, the main type of activity that you're doing on these devices is consuming apps. So it's really important that apps are, are optimized for the, these large form factors. Um, so we really wanted to make it easy for um, developers to build for large screens with um, improved guidelines, tooling, and libraries. So for developer guidelines, the most common question we were getting from developers is, you know, what should we do? Um, apps have traditionally been designed for the 16 by 9 aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. And so what, what are like the next steps to adapt to this new form factor? And so we've created large screen quality guidelines that are published on developer.android.com. 
um, an app gallery to see, you know, best in class examples um, to to, uh, inspire these developers and material UX guidelines that really talk about how apps should support landscape, multitasking, and moving beyond just stretching out a phone app, um, just like we did with the OS. For developer tooling, um, what's next is is just seeing how your apps look and work on the larger screens. So we've added Pixel Fold and Pixel Tablet configurations to the Android Studio emulator um, and more tools like Layout Inspectors and Studio to help developers update their UX to be fully responsive. Lastly, for libraries, uh, we've added APIs to make it easier for developers to update their apps for the foldable and the tablet. So, uh, for example, window size classes to determine the right layouts. Activity embedding for multi-activity apps to provide great large screen layouts, drag and drop support, and posture detection on foldables. This really helps with things like tabletop mode for Pixel Fold, which enables apps to respond to the hinge sensor and allows things like the camera automatically redistributing the controls as, as a camera tripod. And then so at Google, we eat our own dog food. And I think, Alan, we have like dozens of our first party apps, as we call it, our own apps that take advantage of all of these new technologies. But then I guess you need to sort of convince other developers who make many more apps, you know, in aggregate to also use these new technologies and take advantage of large screens. So how do you go about talking to developers and making sure that they take advantage of these things as well? I think ultimately the biggest thing here is is showcasing the opportunity, really presenting out why this is worth their time, their effort, their energy. And so, I mean, I think the first thing is that people are spending a lot of time on tablets these days. One interesting Tidbit is that people, the way people use tablets ends up being these much longer sessions. If you think about your phone, you check it, you put it down, you check it, you put it down hundreds of times a day. A tablet you sit with, you sit with for, for hours at a time even. And then when you use it as a consumption device, there, you know, monetization is actually very good on the device. You know, people are very engaged because of the bigger screen. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, the premium pro segment, sort of professional segment when people are using these tablets as, as more sort of productivity devices, that segment is actually really growing really fast. So what Android is committed to is really making this opportunity available, making it great for developers, and then just having that great experience for users. This starts with Google leading by example, as you mentioned. We have more than 50 of Google's own apps being optimized for large screens uh, sort of around this launch, um, including key ones, Gmail, Photos, Meet. And we also use these apps as a sort of a test bed, dog fooding, to help refine our own design guidance. You know, it's easy to come up with design guidance sort of in a vacuum, but then once you put it through paces, you realize lots of things about like, oh, actually, you know, having a larger uh, or having resizable columns, for example, really important thing for users. Um, and so by sort of working through that feedback, we're better able to support our developers and app ecosystem. As Andrea mentioned, we have great resources, templates, solution breakdowns, while case studies around how optimizing for tablet has been helpful for developers. Um, we have the app gallery on developer.android.com uh, where they can see more about what specific examples look like. On the Play side, we're doing a better job of highlighting great large screen apps um, in the Play Store, uh, really surfacing them. This is great for users because they're able to find just apps that they should be using here. Um, and then also great for developers as well to help with discovery. We also just worked hand in hand with several uh, outside partners, uh, partners like Spotify, Minecraft, Disney Plus. Um, we know these are important apps for users. And also just, it, it, like I said, it sort of helps us refine our own sort of thoughts and uh, guidelines on uh, how to best have really great tablet apps. 
And any uh, Andre, maybe yeah, I was just wondering, like, are there any any challenges you, you you've seen uh, developers uh, struggling with while building for the larger screen? Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that a couple of our most interesting app challenges have been around app compatibility for the camera aspect ratio um, and orientation. It's a complex problem, but basically because of some of the uni- unique aspects of the foldable and what apps are used to when it comes to the camera, a lot of camera viewfinders in apps uh, would be squished just because apps were assuming a portrait camera feed, but getting a landscape camera feed. Yeah. Um, so we really want to make sure that users had a good default experience when when using apps on these devices. So we built some fixes into the platform to automatically correct this for apps. Uh, we really want to, you know, alleviate the work needed by apps in order to, to fix some of like the nuances uh, for this type of device. And then I guess another point to mention is with the new multitasking capabilities on both devices, we're also helping developers build out multi-activity apps, activity embedding for side-by-side experiences that are easy for the developer and lets the users use the app more. Right. So it adds that maybe on the left side, I have one app and on the right side, I actually have the same app, but a different part of it and I can use it side by side. Exactly. So like a good use case there is like, oh, being able to use Chrome um, in two windows if you're comparison shopping uh, across two windows. Amazing. Now, you two are one of the two of the few people in the world that already have experience with Pixel Tablet and Pixel Fold. So just wondering, Alan, on the Pixel Tablet, I know I'm. you, you mentioned you are willing to give it to your dad very soon. What have been your favorite apps and app experiences so far from what you've uh, seen and felt? Yeah, with the Pixel tablet and dock, um, I have one set up in the kitchen, uh, so I'm able to like cook with it. I set lots of timers and alarms, um, you know, things that you would normally use the, that sort of smart speaker for. Um, and then at the same time, my two-year-old was climbing up in a little toddler tower and watching Bluey on Disney+. Plus. Um, I take meetings on it sometimes, um, just if I want to do a standing meeting. Because it just has really nice sound. The 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 dock speakers, uh, like a nice rich sound. End up doing a lot of video music. The other one, uh, Andre mentioned just around fold. Like my shoulders are so grateful for tabletop mode because <laughs> my two year old is you know often wanting to watch different TV and stuff, and being able to sit it down and have her be able to watch it without me holding the phone for you know thirty minutes an hour. Just my, my shoulders are ultimately very grateful for that. Oh, that's amazing. I have a two-year-old myself, so now I know why to get the Fold, another another user of the device. So, Andrea, how about you? Yeah, definitely. So, on the Fold, I really love watching my favorite podcasts on YouTube and binging on my favorite shows on Netflix on the large inner screen. So, I'm super excited for the device to be public so I could do this in public uh, while traveling or on my commute to work. Um, I'm also planning my wedding at the moment, so using Pinterest a lot to, you know, collect my favorite design ideas. So it's really awesome to be able to cast it to the TV when reviewing, you know, design decisions with my fiance. Amazing. Oh, that That's a great use case as well. So I wanted to thank you both for joining the Made by Google podcast. But before we go, uh, we always like to ask our guests their top tip on, on how to use the products for our listeners, the products you've been working on. At one point, our, our listeners hopefully will pick up their own Pixel tablet or their own Pixel Fold. What will be your top tip for a listener? What's the first thing they should try when they get the device? The first thing, that is a good question. I Probably the nicest thing uh, that makes it different from all the other tablets out there is, is that sort of docked, you know, photo frame experience. And I think one thing, you know, I've really just been delighted by is having, you know, I have, I have lots of Google photos. I have a two-year-old, so I have lots and lots of photos these days. And having things like that cycle through pictures of family, honestly, my, my daughter learned the names of 
my grandparents, all of that, because she kept seeing pictures sort of cycling through um, and sitting. And you compare that to tablets that are sitting in drawers because they don't have that dock, that charging dock experience. And so getting that set up and running just has brought my family a ton of delight. That's a great one. So put your pictures in Google Photos and now watch them on a tablet from the charging dock. Great idea. What about you, Andrea? So, I mean, what I find most useful about my Fold is really just all the the different postures that it enables you to do and the new use cases that it unlocks. So tabletop mode for watching video content hands-free or for taking a group photo hands-free. There's also rear camera selfie to get really high quality selfies using that powerful rear camera. And there's also a new feature coming out in Android 14 called dual screen interpreter mode, um, which basically allows you to uh, have a live conversation with someone uh, that speaks another language. And both of you uh, will get your own personalized translations on on each of the screens, which is super powerful just because I have a lot of trips coming up. I'm really excited to be able to converse with with people in in a different language, which is awesome. Um, And then lastly, I mean, definitely taskbar uh, to get into split screening really easily. The larger screen really unlocks uh, super powerful multitasking. So really encourage people to, to try that out. Alan, Andrea, thank you so much for joining me by Google Podcast. And I really hope well, we get to get you back one day in a future episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rishi. Thanks again to Alan and Andrea for their insights on Android on large screen devices. I hope you've already experienced Android on a tablet or foldable, or perhaps if you're like me, you're eagerly awaiting the launch of Pixel Tablet or Pixel Fold. So do check out the Google Store, that's store.google.com, to learn more about them. And if you happen to be an Android developer, then definitely go to developer.android.com, specifically the section on designing for large screens, so your apps will look amazing when they go big. Make sure you're subscribed to the Made by Google podcast because our next episode will be about design. What does it take to create just the right color for our new devices? How do you build a hinge on a foldable phone? And how can designing jewelry and shoes in the past be useful today when you're now designing phones and tablets? You'll hear all about it next time on the Made by Google podcast. Talk to you then.